is the first day of the Advent month. Go ahead. And uh, and there is a, a an Advent wreath with uh, four candles. I believe it's three purple and one red and then one white that stands for Christ. The the first candle is a purple candle, and it and it stands for hope. And I don't want to talk about really hope. I will, but I want to talk about what causes no hope. Has anyone here ever asked God for something and have been disappointed? Has anyone wondered why they were disappointed? Did any of you do the work or even care to do the work to find out why God did not answer your prayer? See, the first candle of the Advent wreath is for hope. And Advent is about the coming of the Lord. And in the days before the birth, the times were very bad in, in Jerusalem, in, in Bethlehem. The times were bad. The days before Christ were very bad. Am I, am I speaking to somebody? Before Christ became real in my life, times were very bad. Before uh, the coming of Christ into my life, times were bad. We needed hope, and so did they. We needed a Savior, and so did they. You know, the people of old knew in the Scriptures that a Savior was coming. And when he did, everybody opened the door to him. Not. Let's go to Luke 2, verse 6 and 7. While they were there, the time came for the baby to be born. And she gave birth to her firstborn, a son. She wrapped him in cloths and placed him in a manger because there was no guest room available for them. No room for him. If you don't have hope, it's because there's no room for him. It's because you haven't received him. Too much concern for other matters, like ourselves, life, busyness. That's why it takes a surrender of our will to his will. I give myself away. I give myself away. I give away my jealousy. I give away my anger. I give away... All this stuff, that's, that's, that's giving myself away. All of my reactions, all of my, my mouth, all of my dirtiness, I give myself away so you can use me. Because he cannot use us with a rotten heart, a foul mouth, or a perverted mind. You know, he needs us clean, he needs us right, he needs us surrendered, surrendered. Remember, there is a way that seems right to a man, but in the end, it leads to destruction. Destruction of what? Destruction of the new life in Christ? The dis destruction of our marriage? Destruction of our relationships? You know, there is a way that seems right to a man, 
But in the end, it leads to destruction because our ways are not his ways. And when we do things our ways, we can cause a real mess. We get ourselves become the focus and therefore everything else goes out. Then we find ourselves eating our words or tail between our legs and, you know, oh, I really messed this up. There is a way that seems right to a man, but in the lead in, it leads to destruction. Philippians 2, verse 3 and 4. What I just described, basically selfishness. Because if there's a way that seems right to me, it's my way. These should be done my way and everything will be all right. Wrong. <laughs> Philippians 2, verse 3 and 4 says, Do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit. Rather, in humility, value others above yourselves. Not looking to your own interests, but each of you to the interests of others. Selfish ambition is what you're going to get out of a situation. Selfish ambition is thinking your needs, your wants, your desires. Selfish ambition is what you're going to get out of a situation. Hmm. If I do this, then I'll be able to get this. And, oh, man, a bunch, of, a bunch of thinking, a bunch of scheming somebody. Selfish ambition is thinking of your needs and wants and desires, not caring about anybody else's. But as long as you're going to get what you want out of this situation, you know, that's, that's selfish. That's prideful. Vain conceit. Proud of your appearance and achievements. What is it? Do nothing out of selfish or vain conceit. Do nothing out of how I'm going to look. Do nothing out of, of, of what I, for what I'm going to get out of this. God can't use you like that because you've got a selfish motive. Rather, in humility, value others above yourselves. As pastor, I'm saying I'm here and you guys might be here and we're going to grow together. I don't put myself above you guys. You know, you know I worked my faith out a little longer than you guys. You know, so I'm just like you guys. I'm, I'm a man and I struggle with what men struggle with. I don't put myself as some uh, pedestal guy. I, in fact, I have no problem calling Pastor Ray or Pastor Omar pastor and stuff like that. God can't use us when we think we're above people. He wants humbleness. He wants equality. You know, I like the way, uh, I, the way I put that God loves me just as much as he loves you. He don't love me any more than he loves you. He don't, he don't love me less than any of you. He loves us all the same. He don't love me any more than he does a, a, a rapist sitting in prison. Somebody. He loves them too. He loves us. Little hard, little hard to swallow. He loves us. He loves that person just as much as he loves you. Now, that person has done wrong and has some repenting and changing to do for him to be a child of God. But God loves him just the same. He's got the same opportunity to come to Christ just like I do, like you do. We're all the same in God's sight. 
the Bible says, don't don't put yourself up above where you are. So do nothing out of being conceit, proud of our appearance or proud of our achievements. You know, I'm not saying don't be proud of ourselves of what, what we've done or what, but don't do it. Don't be that excessively proud. Don't be excessively proud of how you look all into the mirror, you know, just, oh man. The fonts, he goes, hey. Didn't, didn't even need a comes there, you know, it was, it was all good. Don't be excessively proud of your appearance or, or what you've done, what you do. That's what he's saying there. So he says, be humble, thinking of others better than yourselves. How do we do that, Pastor? Well, we know who we are. Ooh, my God. We know who we are. We don't know others the way we know ourselves. Come on, somebody. That should set you right down in your humble pie. <laughs> if you think you're better than others, that's pride. I, I don't know Brothers Richard, Brother Richard's real heart. I see he's trying. I see he's got a hunger for God, a love for God, but only God and him know where his heart really is. Right? I can't think of myself all, oh, you got to love the Lord like I do, brother, and this and that. You know, I don't come up being like that. I don't come to you guys like that. You know what I mean? I just, all, all I try to do is encourage the brother. And, and we can't look at a sinner like, man, you know, come on, man, you're blowing and stuff. When we've got sins of our own. We have sins. We know who we are. That should set us right back on our humbleness. That's how we humble ourselves. Not looking to your own interests. Don't let your care and attention be only for your concerns. Because that's selfish. Be interested in the happiness and welfare of others. Because that's godly. What kind of a person am, would I be? Guy got shorted a couple of hours on my check and a brother didn't work all week or something, but I'm crying about two hours that I got shorted on my money. I, I mean, an example, uh, we prayed for Brother Richard and Brother Juan the other day at a prayer meeting for them to get some work. How, how would it have been if I didn't even bring that up? How, how godly would have I looked if I didn't even bring that up? I mean, I look at for the welfare, the concern of those guys, you know? I, they, they need work. They need work, man. You know, I'm going to pray for them to get work. You know, that, that that's what the interest of others, the concern for others, you know? To be godly, to be a Christian, we have to look for the concern of our fellow, of our brothers and sisters. That makes that makes a good Christian. When, when we look past ourselves, we look past ourselves. Be interested in the happiness and the welfare of others. That will move you to pray for others. Being selfish will close the door on Jesus. Just like those at the inns that, that Mary and Joseph went to. They went to, to those inns asking if there was any room for them and stuff. And they closed the door on them. You know, here's a woman... Uh, pregnant, about to give birth to a baby, and you know, uh, sorry, there's no room, and they close the door. Being selfish will close the door. Oh man, I'm gonna go somewhere right now, somebody. In fact, that's why there's no hope. You get selfish 
because we don't have any hope. So what happens when, when we're when we're selfish and we have no hope? We make things happen, hustle, do what we gotta do. I gotta do what I gotta do right now. Before Christ, selfishness is the way of life. You know, selfishness is the way of life when we're when we don't have Christ in our life. But that's not God's plan. God's plan is to give us hope. Let's go to Jeremiah 29. 29, 11. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you hope and a future. For I know. See, when you don't know God's plan for you, you hustle and you make a way. You, you hustle. You do. You do you. Because, oh, I don't see, I don't see God helping me out. Any, I got to make things happen. I can't wait. And we do what we end up doing. When we first start our walk, we don't know God's plan. But he does. He knows his plan for us already. And the Bible said his plans are good. Not for evil. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Prosper. What does prosper mean? Prosper is to become strong and achieve success. He has plans for us. We just have to do it his way. And his way is through humbleness, through faith, through love through trust, through belief. Amen? We need to do it His way because our ways mess things. Our ways bring destruction, somebody. His plans are not to harm us, but they will correct us, direct us, and test us. Oh, man. I don't like that. <laughs> test us. Yeah? Yeah, He's going to test us, you know? To, to, to follow Christ is to follow him through the good, the bad, and the ugly. You know, not just the good. You know, ah, oh, you know, you know, it's so lovely right now. You know, things are so good, and then things get a little tough. And ah, forget it. You know, I gotta go do what I gotta do. That's not that's not following God's way. You know, you go, you gotta stick with God through it all. That's giving yourself away. Give yourself away so so He can use you. See His plan is to give you hope. Isn't that what he just said? For I know the plans I have for you, declared the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you hope and a future. There's that word hope. His plan is to give you hope. Will you receive it? Have you received it? If you have no hope, that's on you, somebody. Because you're not Applying what you learn, what you read, what you hear to work. See, God's giving you hope. Just like he gives us faith. If it just sits on the shelf, that's on you. Our hope, our hope is, is uh, his, his plan to give us hope and a good future relies on us seeking him. It goes, the, the Bible goes on to say, then you'll call on me and come and pray to me, and I will listen to you. That's if you have hope. That's why that's 
That's if you received his hope. That's if you got his hope. Then you will call on him and pray to him, and I will listen to you. You will seek me and find me when you seek me with all your heart. All that happens when you have received his hope. Once you experience his love, believe in him, and trust in him, you will have hope. And only if you experience his love and believe in him. Believe in him means believe that he came down, died on the cross, and and rose again on the third day. If you believe that, your life will change. That's believing in Christ. Believing in Christ is believing everything about Christ, everything that happened to Christ. See, it's not just, yeah, I believe in Jesus. No, that's nothing. I believe he came down, he, he lived 33 years, crucified, and rose again on the third day. That's believing Christ. See, there's, there's a whole different ballgame than just saying, I believe in God, you know? Anybody can say, I believe in God. I got friends, I've said before, I got friends who say, I believe in God, but I couldn't tell by their life. We, we're Christians. We come to church. We're hearing how God wants us to live, how he wants us to give ourselves away so he can use us. It's about him, right? Come on, you girls are learning the, the purpose-driven life. It's about him. It's not about us. I give myself away. That that's everything, church. That's everything. You know, our uh, all our badness, all our goodness. It's all to the glory of God now. You know, my time, my 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 plans, my plans, my desires. They've all switched now. It's all switched to church and God. You know, my life is surrounded around Christ. Yes. I mean, that's being all out. That's when you can really have hope. You know, stop trying to to work things around your schedule or your or or you, you know, die somebody. We need to die to ourselves, and then we fall we fall right into the blessings of God. Man, church, I'd love to stand here and say, me and Maria have this beautiful marriage. You know, well, we have trials, man. We have trials. You know, but but one thing with me and Maria, we can look past ourselves. We can look past ourselves, and, and she can respect me, and I can love her. You know, because that's that's what it's about. You know, the men need to love their wife, and the women need to respect their man. That that makes the world go round. Somebody, that makes the world go round. You know, not not her way, not my way. We get to man, I'm going to marriage counseling now. That's dying to yourself, church. What me and Maria do on a, on a weekly basis, it takes a dying to yourself. You know, we we separate in the house, and I'm like, and man, God's like, really, Ruben, really? And I'm like, yeah, Maria, don't talk to me. Come here. You know, you know, but that that's dying to yourself. When you don't die to yourself, I stay over there. And then there's separation and exactly what the devil wanted. And you're stuck in this house with somebody that you're in conflict with. My gosh. And the devil's sitting up there like, 
Yeah. Good job. You know? So if you have no hope, that's on you, church. He's given you hope. Just what are you doing with it? The Bible says, the Bible says, plans plans to give you hope in the future. Then you will call on me. And you'll pray to me. And I will listen to you. If we have no hope, it's on us. Psalm 10, 4. It says, in his pride, the wicked man does not seek him. In all his thoughts, there is no room for God. When it's all about you, guess what? You shut the door on Jesus, I said, somebody. You close the door. No vacancies. No vacancies here because it's about me right now. We, we, and we lose hope, man. We lose hope, church. NLT, the NLT version, uh, Romans 5, 5. The Bible says, and this hope will not lead to disappointment. For we know how dearly God loves us because he has given us the Holy Spirit to fill our hearts with his love. And this hope will not lead to disappointment, church. What leads to disappointment? Trust in ourselves. Trust in man. When you believe and trust in God, he will not disappoint the church. He will not disappoint you guys. I'm telling you right now. Put your faith to the test. Trust in the Lord. Do as the Lord wants you to do and see if it doesn't come true, man. Put God to the test. Put God to the test and follow the, follow the way you know to follow God and see if his ways don't, don't bring blessings, man. Belief and trust equals what? Belief and trust believes it brings faith. That equals faith. When you believe and you trust in him, that's faith in him. When you believe and you trust in him, that brings faith. And that's faith and hope go hand in hand. Once you have faith, your your hope is high. Because I have faith in God that, that God's going to, his promises are going to come to pass. And that gives me hope that I'll have a better future. I said before, I've got, I've, I've got hope that I'll be in a house soon. I've got hope that I'll be in a house soon. I know me and Maria are, are headed to that. We'll be in a house soon, you know. But I just have to have, keep my faith and keep my faith strong and, and believe and trust in God and keep walking in his ways, not my own. The path keeps getting better and brighter and brighter. Amen? Amen. Thank you. The steps become set more and more. They're firm. They're firm steps. They're not wishy-washy steps. The steps are solid. I'm, I'm on my way, somebody. Amen? Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord, Jesus. 